to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 333 of the Chris and Sam podcast. That's halfway to 666. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. Welcome along to your randomness uh, technology and life fix for the week. 30 minutes of uh, podcasting gold, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. What's, what's been happening? Um, I, I just fell asleep here. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm sick of work. Um, but that's okay because tomorrow is the last day that I really have to be there for full time. So, yeah. Yes, that's something. Uh, I got a phone call earlier on in the week, and it was a guy talking to me from some company, something to do with um, stock exchange tips or something or other, and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I basically hung up on him. That was all good. And then the following day, I was in the car, and they rung me again. And this guy, and they're really, really trying to get out as fast as they can about the stock take, uh, stock market, sorry, stock market thing, as fast as they can, the stock market. And I was like, no, look. Is I- that a trading... It's something rather. Yeah, or, I don't know. But I said, I said, look, I told you yesterday, and uh, he goes, did you? Spe-? I said, look, I don't want to be on your list. Get rid of me. And he goes, did you tell us that yesterday? I said, no. I was pretty abrupt, and I just hung up. And this guy was like, look, we are a legit company. We're ringing from Auckland. This is our address. This is our name. And he was like, really upfront. And I said, yeah, that's cool. I'm just not interested. Where did you get my number from? And he says, oh, we got it from. Um, it was passed on to us from. Some weird name I've never heard of, some sort of marketing company who's harvested it from God knows where. Uh, and I wish I could have remembered it, but I was driving, so I couldn't write it down because then I'd probably ring them up and yell at them. But um, I said, nah, nah, it's all good. Uh, so anyway, that happened. And then the other thing that happened, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, or day before. I went somewhere randomly and I came out of the shop and my back right rear tire was half flat in my car. Oh. And I'm like, this is weird. But it was drivable. So I went to the gas station on Avalon Drive. Yeah. Their air thing's broken. Someone's thrown a rock oh. a rock through the thing. Simple. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the nearest gas station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just go to mobile. It's just down the road. So I go to mobile, and this guy pulls up just in front of me, in front of the air thing, opens up the boot of his car, and he's got a whole set of car tires in there that he's inflating for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, no worries. Caltex is down the road. So I go down to Caltex. I get there. I get to the air thing, and it's working, and I'm the first one there. And then straight away, three people line up right behind me, ready to use it. It's real weird. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's last been time I've used air, no, I didn't have, oh, no, I had to wait for somebody to finish using the vacuum cleaner, which was right next yeah, to the yeah. thing, but that was it. We have an update about the road competition. You may have seen that on our social media, or Instagram, really. Uh, I had to take a photo of our setup, and it was a real quick competition. Take a photo of the setup, send it in, and they'd pick one winner would win a Roadcaster Pro, which is a big soundboard for podcasting. It's worth a 1000 bucks. And then there was a bunch of runner-up prizes that I think got some microphones. Road's really good at giving away stuff. That's all good. Not a problem. Uh, I do have a slight problem with the guy that won it. Uh, he already has a Roadcaster Pro, and this is my gripe of the week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's when they there's two parts to this. One is they give the prize to somebody that already has the prize. Like this guy in this comment goes, 
how are you fostering creativity when you give the exact same prize to a guy that's already got one? And this guy's photo was okay, but you could see he had a $1,000 mixing board thing, this Rodecaster Pro. He had a giant-ass computer. He had all this gear. So he probably had two or $3,000 worth of gear. In my opinion, it's better to give it to somebody that could probably use it more. And they just said, look, he was the best entrant. He followed all the guidelines, and he can just do with it whatever he wants. Which is makes sell it. no sense, uh, and I don't like it when. Um, or he gives it away to his buddy, but even so, it I, doesn't really. Help there was the a, brand. I, there was like the runner-up guys. I was like, they didn't have one. Give it to them. Like I, w- if I was in that position, yeah, 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 I would have yeah, yeah. switched them around. Yeah. Anyway, and the other thing I don't like with competitions like that is when you can only enter the competition when you've got the thing. So they'd be like. You can enter this competition to win this brand new camera, but only if you enter That's with that like camera. That's like Sanyo, um, was it Sony? So, Sony, sorry, Sony Film Festival. You're going to win some Sony gear. Yeah, win, win $6,000 with Sony gear. You must have a Sony camera for 80% of the film. That's right. Uh, and then we had a quick update, uh, thanks to Jamie Oxley, our uh, fan in Australia. Oh, he yeah, was, I read that. Did you see yeah, that? He was just telling us about the um, grossness that is... Uh, the mouse migration. The mouse, mouse migration? Yeah. Is that what it was called? Mouse yeah. explosion. Mouse explosion. He said, just listen to this podcast, the mouse plague in New South Wales is bad. They closed two truck stops in Gilgandra. For a month, when you go there now, it stinks. At one point, it was so bad, it would burn your eyes from the stink. And then uh, from his, dead yep. mice. Yep. And then his trailer was covered in red stuff, and it took him a few days to work out it was dead mice that were all over the road that he was running over. Like Jesus. your trailer in a truck and trailer unit's getting covered because there's so many mice that you're killing. Uh, good update there, Jamie. I hope you're okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. boggles your mind. <laughs> it does. That's that's insane, man. Hey, I, I do want to say I'll, I'll say something cool first. I went and saw a quiet place too. So. Quiet Place 2, um, it did bring in $57 million in US. They yeah. were expecting around 60 so it's about on, oh, yeah, on, that's good. on target. Uh, this holiday weekend. So they've just had Memorial yes. Weekend, which is coincidentally three years ago, four years ago, went to Vegas for that film festival was Memorial Weekend. Oh, right. That's why we let off fireworks and shit, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, so definitely worth seeing. Does it follow on from the first one? It does. So if okay. you watch the... Uh, oh, I saw a bit of a trailer thing from one of the interviews with um, John Krasinski, yeah. and I thought, oh, it's a prequel, and I uh, knew why, I, I'm not going to tell you because you haven't seen The no. Fireplace yet. So I was like, oh, it's a prequel, but no. The bit they showed was a prequel, but it's only the first, I think it's even before the main, main title one. comes up. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. great start. But you have to watch the first one before you watch the second one because it's like straight after. Oh, well, that's like cool. exactly straight after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely watch the first one. Uh, I'm really impressed. Really impressed. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, did you know they're making Borderlands the movie? No, but that would be cool. Well, it. Well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, all right. so some. This is the. This is. I'll show you. That's the first image that's been released. And, okay. and guess who released that? Because she's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, okay. So you know more about this game than I do. So uh, well, yeah. But you'll know. You'll probably remember character names. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Here we go. So Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Oh, yeah. Jack Black as Claptrap. That's yep. the little robot. Yeah, That's the little robot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. Okay. And then everybody does not like this character cho- uh, actor choice. Kevin Hart as Roland. No. I 
can't remember which Ro- one. I he's- Roland's the soldier. He's the he's the solid soldier. Yeah, dude. so the okay. Marine. So everyone's sort of saying that's probably going to suck. So that's good. Oh uh, well, it, it's is it live or is it? Uh, Augmented reality. You know I how the game know. is I, cartoony? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I wonder if they're going to film it and then cartoon it. You know yeah, what I mean? That'd like, be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, to keep up with the yeah, aesthetics so of the game. to the game, yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I do like the game. I didn't get into it as much as my mates, but yeah. Anyway, um, although I am, I'm going to give a plug. <laughs> I feel a bit guilty about this plug because uh, I, I was I don't know, wasting some time. Yes, in Whitcalls, and I went in, and this, I just went in to see the hundred, the top, top one hundred. I was waiting to go to that quiet place. And yeah, I yeah. Had a bit of time. Oh, yeah. Whitcalls like, next door. So yeah, so I was going there. Oh, what's in the top one hundred? You know, they don't change that much. Anyway, this woman comes over and she goes, "Oh, she she yelled out to everybody. Anybody want help finding a book? Anyone want help finding a book?" And I'm like, "No." And then she comes straight over to me. She goes, "Oh, what are you looking at there? I'm just, I'm just looking at the top one." I'm killing time. And yeah. Pretty much, and she goes, "Oh, you should read this." And it's "I Am Pilgrim." Have you heard about it? Uh, no. She says, "I've been working here. I forget it now. I think she said six or eight years. Too long." It's been answer. in the top one hundred all that time, and it's a really cool story. And they go in, and it's a detective trying to sort something out, and then it becomes this whole world thing. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, who writes it? Terry Hayes. Never heard of him. Okay, he wrote Mad Max." Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently he's a film uh, scriptwriter for Mad Max. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. So she pretty much sold me on the book. It's $26. Yes. So I left there, went on to Kindle, bought it for 10 Yeah, of course. <laughs> because that's where I say I feel a bit guilty about it. And I read it. Holy crap. It's a great book. So is this the first one in the series? There's no of- series. It's just a book. It's oh. a standalone book. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. I mean, they leave it, so yeah, it could yeah, be yeah, something afterwards. But it's pretty freaking epic. It's a big book when you – the physical book. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's a true kaleidoscope, and it reminds me a lot of Agatha Christie things. Okay. How they fit, fit together and mm. you, these clues, and you're always looking for the clues, and the clues fit together. There's a lot of – unrealistic, um, coincidental stuff going on as well. But, yeah, it's great. A brilliant book. So I Am Pilgrim by Terry Hayes. Uh, if you're into a, a book and you want to get away from it all, that's the one I'd pick. Okay, go check that out. Uh, you can pick anything on this list you want, Chris, and I'll tell you something if you want. Uh, We've got a bit here, so... Uh, there is a lot here. So you can pick. I'll pick something for me to talk about, you mean? No, or me. Or you. Yeah, whatever. Okay, what's Amazon Mass Wireless System? Oh, yeah. So there's two things with Amazon at the moment. Uh, first is Amazon customers. So Amazon are bringing out this thing called Amazon Sidewalk. Have you heard of that? No. So basically they're going to get, they, they've got so many echo speakers everywhere and so many ring security camera doorbell systems around the place. They want to build a giant mesh network, which is just going to take over whole neighborhoods. And it's real low latency and stuff, but it's just going to give more um, consistency through all their stuff. Is this and, Amazon's neighbourhood watch? Yeah, sort of. Because <laughs> it's going to listen and look um, at everybody in the neighbourhood. Yeah, and it's going to increase the range of tracking devices like um, the things that Tile make. Yeah, yeah, know. I know the one. Uh, but they've just turned around, Amazon goes, you've got one week to opt out of the plan. If not, all your devices are part of this network. And apparently a part of the thing is it can possibly go against some internet providers' terms of services. And they're like, how do you just give people a week's notice? 
That's crazy. Anyway, the other thing Amazon's done is they've put a small box for employees, uh, and it's called Amazon, and it literally looks like a little phone booth, and it's in their warehouses, and it's for employees. to piss in. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they don't have toilets. You don't like toilets. No, so it's for the... Well, me- no, because I've seen all that. No, no, I know. That's, anyway, carry on. That's the thing. No, no, it's a... Uh, Employees' mental health, and they can focus on their mental health by standing in the small box. It has. <laughs> Why don't they just put that Amazon box over their head like every two-year-old does? <laughs> but, but no, no, this is. An, hang on, hang on. This, this is Amazon technology, okay? That it's got uh, an interactive kiosk, and you can watch videos about mental health and mindfulness practices. Uh, somebody called Talia Levin, who she wrote on Twitter, I feel like livable wages and working conditions are better than a mobile despair closet. <laughs> <laughs> a mobile despair closet. Oh, I love it. Well done, so anyway, Talia. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they, you know, they're, they're all complaining about having uh, no bathrooms and um, long times, but they invested in a sensory deprivation box, someone said. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, literally, it's just a box with a door. Oh, my God. Somebody probably got a big bonus for that. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Freaking America's going nuts. Nah, don't worry about that. Okay. Don't go worry about that. I will tell you about something else that's pretty interesting. Well, I thought it was. It's Your results may vary. Wired wrote this really, really long, interesting article. We'll have a link to it in our show notes. And it was basically this guy in lockdown who works at Wired. He's a writer. He went down a rabbit hole of looking at bowling videos, 10-pin bowling videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And he went right down the rabbit hole, right? That's interesting. I never thought of there would even be any, but of course there would be. No, no. No, no. It's next level. You have no idea. So he ended up talking to this guy called Mo Pinnell, is how I'm going to say his name. And this guy spent a whole career reshaping bowling balls, right? So the outside of a bowling ball is called uh, the bit that you hold. What do you reckon that's called? The skin? Cover stock, right? Okay. And that's not that important. But there's all these microscopic little bumps around it, and a lane, a proper lane, is oiled perfectly well. And you want to make as much friction as you can. So in the 70s, they used to soak their bowling balls in some sort of bloody chemical product, and the bowling balls would be like you could push your finger into it, and it was a bit mushy, all right? But that's not the thing. Bowling ball centers, what shape do you think they are? Uh, I would have said round, but you're making me question that. No, they're not. They're like every type of shape you can imagine, and that's where this comes in. So this guy... Oh, so they, they get whatever they want in the middle, any sort of shape that they think will help. Yeah, and it's like a big throw. thing. So this guy, Mopanel, he made a bowling ball back in the 70s or 80s called the Sumo, and they went nuts for it. Had a TV ad and everything. He sold over 100... Th- when. When they sold over 100,000 of them, the company he worked for, like Acme Bowling Ball or something, they gave him like this big medallion, right? And when he did that, there was a young kid there, like 15-year-old goes, oh, that's amazing. I want to be a bowling ball designer. And he's like, you either have to be really good at chemical engineering or um, some other type of engineering and, you know, do this. And this kid goes, I'm going to do that. And he did, right? Okay. So he became a bowling ball designer. <laughs> I love your voice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only... At that time, there's less than 10 in the world that design bowling balls, okay? Okay. So anyway, this guy go, makes over 100,000 of the sumo bowling ball, and they go nuts. And this guy's interviewing this guy. And uh, they, they gave him a $3 royalty for every ball. Bloody hell. Yeah. 
and, and that at that time that would have been worth a yeah, lot yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the that company shut down, and then he started his own company and all this sort of stuff. But when he's talking to this guy who's an expert in bowling ball, and he's just doing all the stuff, the bowling ball guy goes, "Don't insult me with your lack of knowledge. Like, go away." And he goes, "Here's a 350 um, slide presentation I've done on PowerPoint. Go read that, and then talk to me." So he comes back, and then anyway. This guy has a weekly YouTube channel about theories and ball design. This is Mo. Mo, Mo yeah. yeah. And uh, it's called, yeah, so he does that. And then this reporter can't get hold of him. And he goes, oh, no, he's found out that I've spoken to his arch nemesis. And that's why he's not talking to me. Oh, no, what have I done? So he reaches out, reaches out, reaches out. Can't get hold of this guy. Can't find him anywhere. He got COVID. Oh. And he had an underlying health condition. And they said, he'll be right in two weeks. In reality, he dies. Sad story. So he can't finish the story about that. But what they do talk about is there's a website and possibly a print magazine, but there's definitely a website called Bowling This Month. They have over a thousand reviews of different bowling balls. They get delivered to them. They drill their own holes and then they cut it away and talk about the whole inside of this ball with a scientific paper and everything. But you got to pay if you want the full report. Like, it just shows you a brief thing on the website. It's like next level. And it's all about these weird shapes. Like, one shape looks like a mushroom, and one's a diamond. And they they advertise them with the special, yeah, because there's still so many bowlers in America. It's such a big business. But they reckon there's probably only around three or four bowling ball designers in the world now. Wow. For the couple of companies that are left. It makes sense to have that core a different shape. So I, I, used, to, I used to bowl in the league, yeah. 10 pin bowling. Uh, not really good. Um, actually, we did win the uh, trophies quite regularly. The worst players of the day. Oh, good, tro- good, trophy. But yeah, um, and but you, when you're doing it right, and you've got the the twist on yeah. your wrist and all the rest of it, it would make a difference the shape within the ball because that's how your spin goes. Yeah, yeah. So I can, uh, yeah, I can see that. So there's a I whole. Just never, never. Yeah, that. that's pretty cool. That's pretty um, cool. I got something visual for yeah, you. Uh, good, good, good. We like down the audio podcast. Have you seen that? Uh, no, it's a fresh juice squeeze machine. Where's that? It's a fresh juice squeeze machine. Frankly, fresh. It's in centre place. Oh. And I saw it and went, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So I'm just going to describe what I'm looking at. Yep. Right in the middle, just outside the um, paper plus where the lotto is. Oh, just out, outside that then. Yeah, yep, yep. So it's a, a quite a wide vending machine. The right hand side. Glass just filled with oranges. Yep. Left-hand side, you can uh, get your cup out, I guess, or you can watch the cup being filled and it pops down. And then there's a TV screen. And I thought, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, think about that. So I went off and did something else, and I was like, yes, I'm going to get one so I can talk about it on the podcast. Yes. When I came back, the error was up, and it says, call the service thing okay. on the screen, so I never no. did it. But the reason I mention it is it reminded me of when I was in Spain in the 1990s. And, did they have something? Uh, yeah, well, no, it was everywhere, and I'd never seen it anywhere before. But in all these, not all of them, but a lot of cafes and bars and cafes, yep. it's sort of the same thing. They You go behind the, behind the bar, so it was Operated by the barman, you, you yeah, wouldn't yeah, go yeah, near yeah. it. But it, it was I a think, beautiful I, machine. I think I know what you're going to explain. Yeah, to and it just had these um, rails coming yep. down with the the oranges rolled down there. Is that when they split into two yeah, and they and go it around? Goes down and it cuts and it. So there's a there's a vendor at Kumiwe and P Show every year that's got that. 
Oh, and it must awesome. be the same machine. And it sort of looked Art Deco and yeah. it's cool as. And I remember, because they were everywhere in Spain, and I'd never heard them, because Zumo machines, so Zumo means juice in, in Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Zumo de Naranja is um, orange juice. And, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it just took me down memory lane. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if you can still get them. So I did a bit of a Google image search for those Zumo machines. And I couldn't find anything the way I remember it. Yeah. Uh, there was a, they've, they've modernized and become blocky. They look like crap, honestly. Oh, okay. But those old ones. I'm just great. wondering what vending machines are out there in the world uh, that uh, we don't know about that somebody could import and set up here. Yeah, so these were four ninety nine. I think it was. It's a PayWave. Yeah. It's uh, interesting because, I, I, I mean, to try it. at the yes. other part of Centre Place is Tank Juice, and you yeah. can get all the stuff. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, I want to try it because you can plug pop that anywhere that you've got power right so yeah yeah that's all you need yeah and a and a big supply of um oranges oranges they uh they had this article um talking about why the only alpine parrot uh lives where it does which is um the kakapo uh <laughs> is that the one no it's the kia kia yeah, yeah. T- what's kakapo? oh yeah okay kakapo is different anyway so basically this story is almost nothing like they just said Oh, we think that uh, they moved up uh, to the mountain ranges to avoid humans, uh, but there's no, uh, we don't have any research on that. So I was like, oh, whatever. Well, but, that sounds pretty freaking scientific. No, I know, but that, <laughs> but this is the thing that I thought was interesting. I didn't know this, so I, I knew the first bit, but I didn't know the second bit. So uh, they come, they used to come down and they kill sheep, right? Yep, yep. So I knew that. And they, the New Zealand government got so upset about it, and the farmers in that that the government put up a bounty. The key is. The Kias kill sheep. Actually, no, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, they just rip the throat out of the sheep, and then it's dead, and then they eat it. Yeah. Really? And I think, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Thought, they're pretty big. I thought, they're pretty I decent know, size. I know they're pretty big. I'm, yeah, they're just Anyway, big. don't worry no, about that. No, I can't get over that. I thought they're vegetarians. I liked Kias. Anyway, no, 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 no. They'll, they'll rip your face off if they can. <laughs> maybe not. But anyway, they had a policy that was going for 100 years, up until 1970, right? And it was a bounty on Kia beaks. So you'd kill a Kia, take the beacon, and you get your bounty, right? And they went through the bounty payments from back in the day, and over 100,000 Kia were killed. And they reckon that contributes to why they went up to the mountains. But 100,000! I'm just imagining they must have been everywhere. Uh, so we've only got between three and 7,000 left now, they think. Holy crap. Anyway, yeah, that was right. just a random thing. That, no, that, that's pretty cool. Hey, um, have you heard, uh, speaking of vegetarian, which I... Kias obviously aren't. Um, did you hear about the JBS uh, ransomware attack? No. What's JBS? JBS is the largest meat supplier in the world. Oh, okay. And this ransomware I'm attack, assuming they're in America. Yep. Okay. It's affecting America, Australia, and Canada. Oh, well, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's pretty big. And they've got uh, ransomware. Now, uh, they they are saying I don't trust these meat companies anyway. But they're saying, oh, we haven't lost any customer data or any employee data. No, that's all gone. No, that's we, gone. we haven't we haven't lost any <laughs> of that. That's not been compromised yeah, at all. So like the Waikato one, which I talk about, <laughs> no, that's all gone. Um, but um, how much do, do they, they say what the ransom was? Slowing everything down, like slowing yeah. all the production down. No, I don't know. I uh, didn't say, but slowing all the production down. So all the meat prices are shooting up over yeah. uh, America, and it's starting to do the same in Australia and oh. um, and Canada, although I think Australia's got way up, heaps of other options, um, options manufacturers. That's right. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's really escalating. So I was like, man, that's pretty bad. 
I wonder what happened to the pipeline thing because I'd forgotten about that. Oh, they that. paid it. They paid it. Yeah. Do you know how much they paid? Uh, oh, yeah, I did see I, it. I got I it written yeah. down. Yeah, 4.4 4 million. Yeah, yeah. Which you go, oh, that's not that much. No. <laughs> like con- considering I, that service stations were running out of gas yeah. <laughs> all the way through yeah. there. The price hiked up nationwide. That's it right. It probably cost the government billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys, oh, we'll take 4.4 4 million, which, you know, okay, let's not sneeze at it, but no, yeah, it's, well, for them it's scale. nothing. So, yeah. so the local hospital here, for people not in the local area, Waikato uh, Hospital, DHB, they've been um, held up with ransomware, and they seem, they said in their news thing that it's uh, probably an attachment in an email. And this cybersecurity guy in this article was sort of saying, I don't think it was that because there's a lot of steps that have to happen just to like email, like it gets downloaded, uploaded, you know, it, it, it's not that easy. And he wrote a couple of things here, which I thought was real interesting. And he said, a lot of the stuff now is all human based. Like people think it's just a computer doing something. No, it's actual people doing stuff. So he said, and I, this is real interesting. He said, it's the easiest to detect who's doing it and what's happening the first few days after they're broken in. Because he said, imagine a burglar who breaks into your house in the dead of night. They haven't scoped it out. They don't know where anything is. They're like bumping into furniture everywhere they go. So he said, from a security point of view, he said, if you're an old school IT expert, you're going to see all these alerts and things coming up and you're just going to dismiss them because you're going to go, oh, the firewall or antivirus is working. No, it's the intruder bumping around in the system trying to work out what they can do and where they can go. Modern security people go, that's the alarm being set off by somebody who just broke in. I need to go and investigate straight away. And he goes, the ones that fail in the end are the ones that don't understand the severity of the alerts they were getting. And he goes, <coughs> he goes I don't know what they've done at Waikato DHB, but he said if they're old school, they may not have realised what was happening until it was too late. But they have been offered... The data back and everything if they pay the money, but they're not going to. And they said, nah, we're going to make a Well, government ruling, I think, and then they've got the... I, what do you think about that? I, I agree, honestly. Oh, I don't know. Who knows what's happening I there? mean, I'd probably feel less uh, certain on agreement if I was in line for a surgery that's been put off. And They can't... They, they can't put anything into the public because then that tells the hackers what's going on and stuff. So this guy was like... I'm assuming they're looking at the dark web to see if the data's out there, because it might be, it might not, who knows? So no one really knows what's going on. They've, uh, and they might be bringing up um, a couple of the essential services this week or something. That was the biggest thing. That shut everything down. All the cancer patients couldn't get the scans and stuff done because the technology has to connect to the internet or something, and they had to sever it all. So the machines don't work. They're, they're, they are possibly going to send patients to Australia to get treatment. Well, I mean, this might sound a bit stupid. And no, maybe I'm this a is bit how dumb. stuff works. This is maybe a bit dumb. Maybe I'm just a bit stupid. I would probably go into uh, telecom or the warehouse and buy a shitload of pay phones and just stick them on a, a web thing and frickin' plug each one into a cell phone. Because oh, yeah, that's I, all they got to do, right? Like, I don't know. What? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, no, I'll send all the patients to Australia. That makes no sense. Did you wake up this morning and you're wondering what John Hinkley, John Hinckley Jr. was doing recently? John Hinckley Jr.? I don't familiar? even know who that is. Oh, well, he's... Didn't he kill JFK or something? No, he's the guy... <laughs> no, he almost... He's the guy that tried to kill Reagan 
40 years ago oh, yeah, okay. to impress was... Jodie Foster. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I wasn't Anyway, off. he's on YouTube now um, videoing himself playing some songs. So he's all good. <laughs> he's on um, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube he's, he spent 35 years in psychiatric hospital. Um, he's 66 years old now. He had to go to court to ask for permission to showcase his talent and disseminate the music under his own name. Because they were like, uh, and he's like, no, no, that's what I want to do. So he's allowed to do that, and he was able, and he, he makes money from it. He's got 1,900 subscribers. And if you're wondering, Chris, he does both covers as well as original comp- <laughs> compositions. And the comments on his songs have been mostly positive. And this is a good one. You may have missed it with Reagan, but this one's a hit. Because <laughs> he shot Reagan in the lung. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. No, um, yeah, I remember And a few that. other people. So anyway, that. I just saw that today, and I was like, oh, yep. Good to see what's happening with the older wannabe assassins. Yeah, well, speaking of wannabe assassins, um, the Catholic Church. What about uh, them? <laughs> they've put some changes to the laws. I took a screenshot of the news just to, to put this out because I was like, the the Catholic Church are catching up on uh, what we should be doing with the like, criminal element. And so the Catholic Church now criminalizes <clears throat> sexual abuse of adults by priests and laypersons. It's not allowed anymore. Stop it. Naughty. Naughty. Um, It outlaws the grooming of victims. Probably not a good thing. We shouldn't do that anymore. And it allows for the removal of bishops from office for failing to report crimes, including sex crimes. So well done, Catholic Church. You've almost caught Caught up up to the 18th century. (laughs) Very good. God damn it. Hey, someone else you might have woken up this morning. You wonder what he's up to? Stephen Seagal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the name down there. Tell me, what's he up to? He's received his membership card for the A Just Russia Patriots for Truth Coalition. Um, Because if there's anyone in this world who's a conspiracy theorist nut job, it's going to be. Well, (laughs) maybe. He's joined this coalition thing in Russia because he's adopting Russia as home. Um, Putin made him a Russian citizen in 2016 because of their love of martial arts. And. he called for a new law to severely punish businesses that pollute the environment. He touted his own proposed Steven Seagal law at the press conference on Saturday. Uh, uh, so a law for Russia or for America? No, it's in Russia. This is the Russian, Russian He's in this Russian group thing. Okay. I think, yeah, I think it's Russia. So anyway, he's good, good, good. But it's the Steven Seagal law. It sounds so much better in Russian. It does. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast and another week done. Yes. Very yes. good. Uh, anything exciting coming up? Uh, can't think of anything. So we got field days in, what, three weeks? Two, yeah, three, two, three that's weeks. Right. Um, so we'll be doing some interviews again. We'll be out there for at least a day. Uh, we will have a photographer with us. Good old Diego's going to be coming along that's for right. that. That'll be great. That's right. Um, and I've got some uh, teaching stuff I'm going to be doing, and I'm going to be working – Really hard this long weekend. I thought it was going away, but I'm not. I'm going to be recording crap loads of videos and get my online course ready for a beta test. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, so it brings us the end. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.